Welcome back to Travel by Travis. I'm your host, Travis Wright, and you're here joining me today for part two of Travel Safety. Firstly, we've got to go over some housekeeping, that being you deserve the right to find out what the winner was of what I'll be calling all the listeners. Drum roll. And the winner was Travelers. I like it. I like it. We're going to go with that for now. Travelers, it is. In case you missed last week, we went over Indy's most outrageous travel adventure and the beginning aspect of the time that our drinks were spiked in Bali. On this episode, part two of Travel Safety, we're going to cover off what happened to Indy on that night in Bali, followed on with tips on how to not get pickpocketed and other just travel safety tips that we've picked up along the way. So hope you can have a laugh, have a little bit of a learning as well. And without further ado, Indy, please take it away with that night in Bali. So my night also took this hectic turn. I mean, there, there's so many blurry moments because I guess my I only had half a shot comparison to you. So there was still slight coherent moments, but also it was not a good time. So I think after the, when I went down to the beach to get some air, that's when it, the full force of it hit me and there was just no way I was getting anywhere. So the paramedic friend that I was with looked after me, helped me onto his scooter. We probably had to stop four or five times just so that I could be sick. And you couldn't really walk, right? You no, couldn't walk No, I all. was genuinely, my legs were like rubber. Like I've never experienced anything like it. We both know our limits, you know, like... We were sort of at that age where we knew what we could take and this was very different. And we can both drink more than four drinks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, <laughs> guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so I must have made it back to his hostel where he just put me straight to bed. Luckily, I was with the right type of person who just looked after me. And then in the morning, I was one moment where I remember messaging Travis just being like, not okay, can't meet you. We'll be okay. I'm with, I can't actually remember his name. It was paramedic. Man. Paramedic. Paramedic. Man. I will see you in the morning. Just so she knew that like, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> Little did she know. Little did I, I know. Was. I went to this black abyss of some stranger who had this new phone now. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning, no message from Travis. And I just was like, oh my God. I've lost Travis. I'm going to have to find Travis in Bali. Where, where, where do you start? On this whole island, I'm going to have to find Travis because why would she not reply? She's such a responsive person and she'll let you know what the plan is. There was no plan and I was so lost. Anyway, I got a taxi scooter all the way back to our hotel. I get to the hotel and don't have the key card. Travis had the key card. How do I get in? So the hotel staff gave me a spare one because I told them this epic story about how I lost my friend, couldn't get in, what am I supposed to do? And I was also in that state of mind where like the planning in your head, you're just so frizzled and disorientated and you just need to find your friend, sort it out. And the hotel door was still, like I tried to swipe, but she 
that meant I couldn't get in because someone had already been in. And then in the moment I had so much relief because it meant that Travis was inside the (laughs) hotel room. I was so relieved. Little did you know as well, the most hilarious part is that I'd already had to go up that same morning two times to the front desk and get a new key for our room because (laughs) I was, let's not forget, I was roofied. So I got a key from the front desk once when I got back. And then when I went to the buffet, I lost the key at the buffet. I had to go back and get another key. I lost it at the buffet because I couldn't remember anything. I had like literally 60 second memory span and then I lost it and I had to go back and I got another key and then you went up and got the third key of the morning. I must have had different people at the counter because I'm sure they would have told me like, friend's here, yeah. she's gotten 600 keys yeah. off me already. Like, she's in there, don't worry. Oh, and then you were sound asleep in the bed yes. and there she was. I was oh, resting. I had slept on a bench. God. Oh my so gosh. that was that. And I think that day we actually had to check out of that hotel and go to another one because we were heading to a different part of Bali. We did. And obviously we had to try and track down your phone and we were on a whole nother level of a hangover <laughs> of just <laughs> trying to get our lives back together again. And we tried to find my phone. So we retraced our steps yeah. and just in case it wasn't stolen. And it was just that I was in this weird haze that morning, but When we went back in the morning, a couple hours later, we couldn't find it anywhere. Mm -mm. So then we even tried to, I think, ask like a bar that was nearby, even just like what happened the night before. If there was a big party, like (laughs) what took place at this time here in this location? (laughs) Yeah, we were trying to piece back what happened to me. We kind of knew we knew what happened to Indy, but we're like, what happened to Travis? It was just this black hole. And of all people of our personality types, it should have been the other way around. So. This happening to Travis was so outlandish to me. We just had to, we had to go back and try and work it out. I think it comes down to luck. I think there's two types of people in the world. There's people like me who are on a bench and there's people like you who find a paramedic. (laughs) (laughs) The two different night paths that we had are just insane, but we're so lucky that we found each other and that we were both safe and alive and well. And that the worst thing that really happened that night was my phone and stuff was stolen. We were going to go to another part of Bali and do like a tour. We remember we were doing a tour to see the monkeys. We're going to go in Ubud. So we're going to go see a tour that day, but obviously the things didn't happen that way. So instead I contact my friend Dick. Mm-hmm. the guy I told you guys about. Yep. And he tells us where a store is that I can go to get a new phone. So we walk into this store and the one that he'd recommended and they were in shock because we were two Caucasian women travelers. Obviously, no one like us had gone into that shop because they yeah, were in shock. They were like, like why, of, why are you here? Out of the way, I guess, if you will, out of the sort of touristy hotspots. Yeah. And they're like, why? How are you here? Why are you here? And I was like, oh, my friend Deck told me about you guys. I'm here to get a new phone. I was roofied. <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay. So they set up a new phone for me. And then Mm. I pay. And then we're going to leave. And they go, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Do you mind if we just get a picture with you? I was like, what? So I'm literally holding up my bag with my phone with all the workers taking a picture. It was so cute. I think I'm on a billboard somewhere in Bali now. Yeah, definitely. I think I must be. (laughs) Anyways, a lot of stuff then kept carrying out and we tried to make a police report, but you can't find police in Bali. No, that was crazy too. It was. But okay, so to recap, let's tell them how not to get roofied. (laughs) Great question. All right, number one. 
don't obviously ever trust people in service. So I think oftentimes it's easier to trust people in service positions or people who are on the job because they seem safer. And I know everyone's probably thinks that's almost silly that we even, I don't think we necessarily trusted the bartender, but it didn't seem like he'd made these drinks in secret. We we were watching him. We weren't doing, you know, we he weren't being crazy. He was making our drinks right in front of he us. He was. And, and that then was the he crazy just poured thing. the shot right in front of us. So it was. Obviously pre like from a different bottle. Now that I think about it. it he was must like have pre-mixed it, I think. He, just- he did. I think that's the thing too. And that's the crazy thing is that. Like he didn't do anything in front of us that was weird. Yeah. So I think that's another thing. When you are getting free stuff and free stuff for us, like Indy said, you know, in Sydney, it's common and mm. it seems relatively safe, but it is actually usually the bartenders who do it, unfortunately, yeah. in those situations. And even in this situation, like he didn't need to do it at anything in front of us. So that's what it's extra scary too. So just be cautious around when you are getting free drinks and, you know, you probably have had free drinks given to you before and, you know, that seems normal, but just, Mm. it's better just not to accept them. I don't know. What would you say? Yeah, I completely agree. You know, you want to, you're having fun and not seem rude or when someone offers you a free drink, but sometimes it is too good to be true. And especially if you're somewhere that you're not familiar and it's, it's out of context for you. Um, you just got to remember where you are, I guess. I think that's what we took for granted. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially because we had that buildup of that false security yeah. going into that night because we were having the real time of our lives. Like, we've never it was. It was, had that sort of trip before. It was just insane. It was just yeah. the most amazing. It was such a crazy turnaround, like it a was, 180 you know, degree. Everything, all these things just, like, it was a flow and effect. Everything just kept <laughs> happening, all these wild encounters, the experiences, and it was all fun and you know, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing bad about it. And we were just sort of young and it didn't it just happen. And I think too, one thing I'd say is making a plan B with your friends. Yes. Cause we were really lucky that we obviously, you know, you do need to use your common sense to a degree. Cause sometimes if you both lose your phones, you can't get a hold of each other and you need to make sure you're meeting at the same place. And yeah, like what would you do in this instance? You know, it's yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk hypothetical before the night starts. We both lose our phones is a thing that could happen easily if you're just a bit clumsy, you know, sometimes, which I can be. So it's just a good thing to say, look, all else fails, meet here, talk to a stranger, get them to you know, send a Facebook message. Yeah, and I think as well, I mean, the other thing I'm thinking about, maybe even, I guess one way is, yeah, have that meeting spot, but then another way, I think now if I was wearing my Apple Watch or if I was wearing anything else that had a GPS on it, you could find me. So that would be really cool. Yeah, find my friends. Yeah, well, you should have up. find my friends 100%. because. Yeah. Sometimes, though, if someone loses their phone, it doesn't work. But if they're wearing a watch or anything else with GPS coordinates, I need to or make necklaces like with those. Time. <laughs> I need to make a necklace with GPS coordinates so you can find your friends, your travel, friend, your friends who get blocked out. GPS. Travel GPS. Best friend necklaces. <laughs> I need one. I'd That's buy a one. great idea. Is that hilarious? I know. I need one. Here we go. I know. We're going to make them. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So everyone stay tuned. We're going to make you some travel travel necklaces. Travel safety necklaces. You can also, like, call each other really on. Stylish. You can walkie-talkie to each other in them oh you're a genius that's a great idea this is gonna be great I love that so we're gonna do that for you guys so stay tuned (laughs) the last tip I want to give on all this is that if you do find yourself in a bad situation just talk to a couple different locals 
Like yeah, some of them won't all agree. be helpful because obviously out of a group of about 10 Balinese men that I walked up to in that circle, only mm. one of them was truly willing to help. And yeah. he was my savior. He was amazing. And I couldn't have solved all of that without him. And I think that's where like, even if you are in those situations, you just need to find one good person. And even if the first couple of people you ask aren't helpful, like somebody will help. Yeah. Even that day, the first person I asked for help was a Western guy. And oh. he said, sorry, can't help you. Really? Yeah. He just turned you away. He just turned me away. He was a surfer on the beach that morning. Wow. And he said, no. He said he wouldn't help me. Wow, he wouldn't help me at all with anything. Helping someone, I just can't comprehend. It was but. crazy. Obviously, I was in distress. And yeah. then I went back to that group of the Balinese guys and the one helped me. And I think that's kind of where, you know, you just have to keep asking if you're in those situations. And there are people out there who would help. I think like, for if you ran into Indy and I and someone was in the situation was reversed, we would help you. So there are those people. Definitely. Next up, we're going to talk about getting scammed. So for us, we've actually both been scammed with taxis. Yes. Isn't that I nuts? think it's so common though, because from my experience, the first thing that advice I was given when I got to that country, which was Turkey at the time, they all said to me, make sure the meter is on when you get into the taxi. Yes. Do not Great let tip. anyone just sort of give you a rough estimate verbally or anything like that. Just meter on. That's the price that you're going to get paid. That's what everyone local pays. It's all the same. So that was a very, very good tip. And I knew that's something, if it's the first thing that I got told when I get there, that's what I got to look out for. Yeah. So then, so what happened? So where were you when you were scammed? So I was in Turkey for this one and my friend and I both got into a taxi. We really needed to get somewhere quite quickly. So we were like, you know, willing to just come on, we'll just throw some money at the problem. Let's go. We need to get there so we don't miss our bus, which was taking us to the next city. And then this really like, quite like charming taxi driver sort of was like, hey, yeah, 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 I'll get you there really quickly. I promise. Don't worry. I'll put the metal the, the metal. It always is. <laughs> and then strangely enough, I we jump into the taxi, but then another man jumps into the front seat. So there's two of them. And I was like, this is really weird. Oh, that's weird. Why, why would, what? why would we need two taxi drivers? Anyway, the one charming guy is like chatting away, la, la, la. And then we start driving and the meter isn't on. And I'm like, oh, weird because the meter's always been on. Did they say the meter was broken? Yes. Mm. So here we go. And then I was like, oh, why is the meter not on? He's like, oh, it's a, it's a new new thing and it's it's not really working very well. And like, it's all good. It's, it's going to be like, it's going to be expensive because I'm getting you there really quickly, but it's not going to be too <gasps> expensive because there's lots of traffic, but I know the back ways. I'm going to get you there really quickly. It's just a flat rate, but like, don't worry. And red flags were dinging, dinging, dinging. And I Let was like, oh, I don't know about this. And my friend was sort of just not really clocking mm. other than the fact that there was these two taxi drivers, which were unnecessary. Mm. And then I sort of was like, okay, all right, you know, left it for a little bit. And then I just, again, was like, please put the meter on. It's making me uncomfortable. And he was like, no, I can't. It's broken. And I'm like, well, then I don't, I don't want to keep driving good. in this car. That's good. And we were on the Smart. middle of the road. And he was like, what do you mean? I've already taken you this far. And he started getting really angry, like irrationally angry for me yeah. having said that. And that's when you know, you know, you've yeah. like accidentally triggered a point that was like. He's not getting away with it anymore. Yeah, correct. You sort of discovered what he's trying to do. And then I just realized I was like, we have to get out. This is not okay. And then I was like, stop the car, stop, stop. And we were in the middle of the highway and he just like put on the brakes 
and slammed the car to a stop in the middle of the road. And I was like to my friend, get out, get out, we're getting out. And then I was like, how much is it from here? Like, how much do I owe you? And he was like, nah, and just said like random price, which was way over what it should have been. And I was like, fine, I'm getting us out of this situation. I gave him the money. And then he even tried to do the, you gave me too little when I actually gave him more than what he even said just to get us out of the situation. That's where I just lost it and was like, look at that note in your hand and blah, 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 and just like gave it to him. And then he sort of like shrunk away, got in the car and drove off. <laughs> yes. We're just standing in the middle of the highway with all our <laughs> bags, just ready. We're just so lost and there's hundreds of taxis driving past us and we're both a little bit like we don't really want a taxi right now no. because that was an awful experience. But I think sometimes you just have to say when the red flags are going, no, you know, I don't care. Okay, you need money to get out of this situation. Sometimes it's just worth giving them the money just so that you don't end up with an even higher bill by the end of this crazy trip. 100%. I was going to say one of the best takeaways during that too and one of the a great tip for everyone is that like sometimes you're in certain situations where you don't feel like you can stop or change the direction of them. And that's a really mm-hmm. good example. Like you're on a highway and a lot of people I think would have been probably like, oh, maybe I should just keep going in this. But yeah. if you're in any situation where you start feeling unsafe or you feel like you might be being scammed, whether it's about money or your personal safety, like you can just, you should just stop it and then find another option because there will always be other options and there or other taxis you can, because, you know, obviously you've already decided this one's definitely not right. It's yeah. not safe. Yeah, exactly. Get yourself out of that situation, I think. And if it does too, feel too unsafe to stay, to, you know, slam the brakes on a highway, do it as soon as you get off the highway, you know, as soon as there is somewhere else that you can get out of that situation that feels you makes you feel a bit more safe. But for me, that just sort of is how I reacted in the moment. And I, I think it was really good. And my friend also felt a lot better that we got out of the car, good. obviously. Definitely. And then we sort of just made our way and sort of sat together and we're like, right, what are we going to do from here? And came up with another game plan and realized that there was actually a bus stop really close by and would get us there on time. So we still got there on time out of all this drama. That's crazy. Which was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Mine, I mean, it's funny that, well, I guess it's not funny, but ironic that my situation also had to do with a taxi. And Mm. I, I think that that's probably one of the most common place ones. Because if if you haven't, you know, read about this online yet, definitely have a read before you do travel abroad and to whichever, because it's more common in certain countries. And where I was, I was in Rome. So Ah. Rome's pretty, it's pretty common to have travel, Mm. like um, taxi scams there as well. It is. And that's where I was with a group of, there was a group of four of us. So four girls Mm -hmm. and we'd just had a crazy night out in Barcelona in Spain. So we were, we flew the next morning from Barcelona to Rome and some of us were already not in good state. Everyone was hungover. One of the girls got sick on the plane on the way to Rome. So you're already vulnerable. We're super vulnerable. (laughs) And this is also another hot take is that if everybody in your group is vulnerable, it's not good. Like one of you, you always need to take turns realistically. Absolutely. Especially if you're in a group of four, there's always one of you that can be on the waters that night or one of you, you know, that's 
just taking it a little bit tamer than the, the rest of you. And I think that's really good because anytime you are in a vulnerable situation, like people will try to take advantage of it. And this guy probably knew. So we, we get out of the airport. Everyone's so happy that we're not in a plane anymore. The plane was pretty turbulent. And you know, the European flights. Yes. Little small planes. Yes. Right? Little mm. tiny planes. And so we get out and we go to the taxi rank and we're all talking about, you know, should we take a shuttle? Do we get in a taxi? We've heard about taxis. Oh. So we've heard about taxis. So it's not like we mm-hmm. went into this blind, but we say, no, well, there's a four of us. We'll just make sure he puts on the meter mm-hmm. and that's all good. So we get in, the meter's on and mm. everything was relatively normal. Yep. The whole drive, we get there. We're all the feeling like, well, the meet there was the meter did look a bit weird in terms of the way it was, it looked and the way it was changing. And we we're just like, well, look, like it's not, it doesn't seem that crazy. It's fine at this point. We're just willing to pay the money and go. Yeah. And so we get there, we get out of the car, and everything was happening really quickly. And it was, I was going to be paying for it. Okay. And he got me so good because I wasn't really paying attention when I handed him the money. I thought I handed him like a 50 euro Mm -hmm. and I turned around to get my bag and talk to the girls. And I was waiting for my change from him. And he turns to me and he goes, no, you only gave me five euros. And I said, and I looked down and he's holding a $5 note. So he had enough time to to change Mm -hmm. the the bills. Mm -hmm. And I... Because as well, like in that situation, because I wasn't paying attention and I couldn't actually go back to him super firmly because I wasn't paying attention. Yes. I was, I was like 90% sure, but there was that 10% that I was like, maybe I did hand him a $5 bill. I'm not really paying attention, this and that. But I remembered because then later on, I, so I, I had to go in my bag for another 50. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I remember in my pack that wasn't in my bag. I had exactly yeah. like a certain amount of bills mm-hmm. that I was now out of. And I thought later on, I realized that he'd a hundred percent scammed me yeah. and I was just, you know, taken advantage of because I wasn't paying absolute so attention sneaky. to him. And if they do it so fast that you just like, oh, okay, I must've, it must've been right. Like he, I really must've accidentally done that. Yeah. And especially too, I think when you are traveling and again, it's, these roles where, you know, someone is in the service industry or someone's, you know, giving a service to you where typically it's just what they say is right. So where he says, this is how much you owe me. Oh, you've made a mistake. I think especially, you know, in Sydney, again, even a lot of times in the States, you know, it's, I mean, the States is a little bit more wild West-like than Australia (laughs) at the moment, especially. But yeah, you're just... I don't know, used to not really second guessing people in that sense. And that's where that was a huge learning for me. And I felt really silly that I hadn't been paying 100% attention. But I think that kind of comes back to it is hard to always be on when you're traveling. And you don't always need to be on, but you need to be switched on, especially when you're in transport and yeah. transporting anything or you're moving around a city or, or a bar. Is transporting you, you know, like yeah. where even with the point where Travis and I in Bali, we convinced someone to take the three, the two of us on there it was because we just didn't want to be separated and exactly. have a chance of them splitting off with us. So it's like we, you're putting in the, your, your trust in them to get you there safely and to do the right thing. But yeah. still, that's a, you just got to be aware of it. Exactly. So recapping about taxis, if they don't have a meter running, don't stay in the car. 
If they have a meter running and you're going to pay at the end, focus on them and hold the bills up to them when you're handing them to them and say the number you're giving to them. Or even say it out loud. Like here's 50 euros or like, you know. Yeah. Verbalizing what it is. Oh, definitely. And hold it up. I would, next time I'm not going to just hand it quickly. I'm going to like make a pause and make a point for them to know that I know Mm. what I'm giving to him. Totally. And make sure, yeah, at least one of you is vigilant at all times, even if the rest of you are a little bit feeling a bit more fragile. Because then again, I wanted to just talk about bags and pickpocketing as well. Yeah, that is a big one. Yeah, because I think I've never been pickpocketed. Have you? Almost. 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 But again, I was given the tip of like, don't let. So for I was in Paris at the time and it was small children that I was told to look out for because they're at, you know, their perfect height and they're cute and you're not as afraid to let them come as close to you. And I guess one of them came up and was like trying to sell me a bracelet or I can't remember what it was and I could see the little hand reaching to somewhere it shouldn't, which was my bag, which was sort of slung. I sort of had it strapped over one shoulder. And so I just sort of quickly pushed my bag away and stepped away because I'd been told to look out for it, it was I wouldn't have otherwise. Yes, you, know? you don't suspect children. No. So and I think one big thing for me was listening to the tips that I got when I first arrived, which would be relevant to wherever you are. And then also there's a lot of like apps out there now. Even in Turkey, they had this app which gave you fare estimates for traveling and there's I'm sure now it's just it's so common definitely so even asking locals how much should this taxi cost from here to here most people will be willing to tell you that because they know that you could easily be ripped off try and find out these sort of rough guesstimates so that you know what you're in for yeah absolutely and then the other thing I wanted to say about bags as well is it's always better when you are moving around to have whatever is valuable to you in front of you. Always. Versus if you have it on your back, you're the perfect target. Mm-hmm. And even like you said, it was kind of slung around on the side. So yep. for her, if it's not right directly in front of you, it's a lot easier for people to kind of grab things and steal it. And people are really good at it. And you won't even notice sometimes that it's being taken from you. Mm. But that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, because if you're traveling, I know you want to look cute, <laughs> or you want to look good sometimes when you're traveling. But honestly, during your commute part, it will serve you better to not look so good and good to point. not look so polished and to look blend in. Have and your backpack strapped to your front. Look like a bit of a weird. Bum. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like just look, look just a bit. Just embrace it. Yeah. And look, you know, blend in as much as you can. I think especially when you are commuting, you have that much value with you. You don't want to look all shiny and nice and expensive because Mm -hmm. if you look really expensive, then that makes you the perfect target. So I think that's where, you know, it's, it's different though. If you're going out one night to the bars, you want to look your best and you're going to bring out X amount of money and your phone, obviously, you know, you want to look good when you're hitting the bars. Yeah. (laughs) I know I do, but I think it's different, especially when you're commuting anywhere. That's when you, people are trying to decide if you're a good target or not. So that's a great point. All right. Awesome. Well, do you have any other final tips before we start into our game? I think one extra tip would be really, if you are going out on a night out, really think about what you actually need to take with you. Do you need to take all this extra stuff that you could lock up somewhere, I don't know, at the front desk at the hotel or, you know, does it need to be all this extra stuff? 
that you might not be willing to part with if it was accidentally stolen from you, you know? Just assess what's necessary, how much money you actually need. I love that. And that actually reminds me too, one last thing I'll say on this note is I just, in Bali, when my phone was stolen, I'd bought the new iPhone X a month before we went. True. So if you have an older phone you can bring with you mm. on stuff like this, then you should do that instead and bring that on your nights out or bring that even on the trip in general because you won't care as much if it gets stolen. And it's not... Obviously, you should be following all the precautions to try to not get something stolen. But for me, for example, I thought that I was and it wasn't enough. (laughs) So I think that's where I wished I'd not brought my new phone. I wished. But I did get travel insurance back from that. But this is a that's a whole other story. We're gonna have to talk about Thailand another time (laughs) because Thailand, Thailand, where I almost died, too. That was a Dying take two. Dying take two. Dang, that trip nearly took me out. That was all one trip. One thing I'll say about Asia is I find that there's certain types of people that Asia just likes to like chew up and then just ship back out. It's like the (laughs) stuff gets stolen, food poisoning, (laughs) you know, it just all goes wrong. But to be fair, Bali is still a very fun time of our lives for me. Time of our lives. Same. Yeah, I learned a lot. It was really fun. I had a really fun time with you. I learned how resilient you are, Trav. (laughs) You literally, in the face of all of what happened, you were so positive and resilient. You just, you just kept, you took it all on the chin and you're like, I'm alive. That's all I care about. I was just so happy I was alive that if I lost my phone and my money, like there was, that was okay and to just me. Material possessions, and it was it was really nice to and see. And that you, you were alive. Yeah, it was really it was a great experience. I think just to see that side of you. Go us, and go us, go us. We did it. Love Crushed you. Crushed it. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, so now to to end things, to wrap everything up, we're gonna go through three different travel stories that you're gonna write. How fun! From a one to a ten, mm-hmm. in ten like outrageous or ridiculous. One being not so bad, but you know, and some of them, it's a mix. It's a variety of things. One of them is pretty short anyways. So, all right. I moved to London for one year and in the typical fashion, I began drinking and exploring the city. On day three, I spilled beer all over my passport and was ideal-less for two weeks. Oh. You lose your passport in the first two days of your trip. That's not ideal. I know. Okay, I'd probably say that's like, hmm. I mean, it's pretty bad. How do you even get around then? You it's can't travel. City. You just it's have to stay. City. You'd have to stay in that country. Like if you're going to yeah. go traveling, Jeez. like if you move to Europe for a year. And My brain is just ticking out of all the like situations, how to get out of there. Well, what are you going to do? All the documents you have to go through. You have through. no idea. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty bad. I probably said like an eight. That's an eight. To, to sort of be idealist with a passport. Oh, that's yeah. up there for me. That's up there. All right. On a sail Croatia trip, the bartender decided he wanted to throw a wedding on the boat. Somehow I was roped into being the bride to a 40-year-old sailor. When the time came, the sailor fled the boat and instead the bartender said the show must go on and took new volunteers to marry me. In the end, I married one of the other guests. Can anyone tell me if I'm still married? (laughs) I can confirm she's not married. (laughs) She's not married. It wasn't legal. It wasn't legal. It wasn't binding, but that's pretty outrageous. I'm glad that you had a fake wedding. I'm glad to. Good practice. Was it fun? It was fun. It was fun. Everybody, that was me. 
<laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Okay, what do you rate that? <laughs> Probably like also an eight, seven. It's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. I literally was roped in because the bartender was so upset that people weren't spending enough money on drinks. So he was adamant. So he amped up the He was adamant to throw a wedding. He was like, I'm going to throw a wedding. I'm a salesman. I'm going to throw a wedding. He was the biggest salesman. Did he throw in some free drinks? No, he wanted wanted everyone to buy more drinks because people on the boat weren't drinking as much that week. That guy actually almost scammed us in other ways, but it's a longer story. We'll talk about Croatia another time too. But he was like trying another position of power. Like he was one of the sailors on the boat. It is. It's that sort of position of power, I think, that sort of. Yeah. Tourists to them are the jackpot. Yeah. Jackpots. Absolutely. All right. The last one for the day. One time in France, my French friend was teaching me some new French words. After the maid cleaned up the room, I was eager to use my newly learned French. I waved goodbye and excitedly said, Dorian. I shut the door and looked to my friends who were staring in silence. A few moments later, my French friend explained, I just told the maid, you're welcome. (laughs) And we all proceeded to cry with laughter. (laughs) Telling the maid, you're welcome. Telling the maid, you're welcome is like, another level that it's instead of thank you so rude you're so very welcome accidentally in front because you're like trying to be i you'd hope that they just were like oh how naive yeah <laughs> definitely i don't know what that word means <laughs> you're like oh my gosh these silly americans yeah what's your rating for that one Oh, that's a pretty good one. I think that's a nine. It's nine. I love I love when friends trick other friends with um different languages because I'm bilingual as well. It's so tempting. You to could tell do that people. so easily. Yeah. If I ever went to Germany with you, I'm scared. <laughs> what are you gonna make me say? Say some really <laughs> naughty things. People oh just Especially for the expression of the like locals. That at all. Yeah, just for the expressions of the locals, it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining me. It was so fun. That was really fun. (laughs) Thank you for taking me down that trip of memory lane. (laughs) Thanks for going down it with me. And everybody, we'll stay safe out there. And thanks for tuning in on this week's podcast. We'll see you next week with another fun, adventurous travel topic. You can find us on Instagram at Travel by Travis and all the regular places you can hear podcasts. Thanks. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.